Welcome to the Happy Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Nari. We like to talk health and well-being. We do it every Monday and Thursday. We've been doing it for two years now with over 210 episodes in the archive and listeners in 120 countries. And regular listeners will know we like to interview the experts every so often. And today we have a name you will be very familiar with. He started out 10 years ago hosting small boot camps in his local park. Today, he has a fitness empire with 3 million YouTube subscribers, over 320 million views. He's got 4.5 million Instagram subscribers and he's helped bring about over 600,000 client transformations. In addition, he sold in excess of 4 million books. I'm so delighted to be joined by the body coach himself. Joe Wicks, you're very welcome. Hello, Matthew. Thanks for your um, lovely introduction and I appreciate you reaching out because I thought, you know, I always love to share my message around exercise and mental health and I like the idea of your podcast and the mission behind it. So yeah, hopefully I can add some value and share some insights with your audience. Joe, your books are a huge part of your health and fitness message and you've published a new book. It's called Feel Good Food. Yeah, so this is my latest book. The narratives change a lot. So if you think back to my early books, the Lean and 15 books, it was all about fat loss and physical transformation. Feel Good Food is all about healthy recipes, um, which I've always believed in, but I've really changed the narrative this time in terms of talking about the connection between the food we eat and our gut health and our mind and our mental health. And I think there's a big link between that. There's a lot of science to show now that you know, the food we choose to eat can really affect our mood on an emotional level. So I think it's important that people connect those dots and realize that, you know, you can be sleeping well and exercising, but if you're putting really unhealthy processed foods that are not going to give you energy and make you feel good, you're going to struggle. And so, yeah, it's a really lovely book, really great recipes. And um, so far, the feedback's been great. So I think people don't often associate food with mood. It's just like food for fat loss or, you know, getting lean and losing weight. But really, it has a massive impact on our mood and I can really see that in people. So you've got your books, you have an app also and you've started a new series on YouTube. Can you tell us a little bit more about those? So yeah, I've got an app um, which is called the Body Coach app which I'm really proud of. It's a, it's a subscription, you know, you get regular monthly workouts and recipes and it's a kind of tailored approach and I love that. I love the community that's helping. It's really helping a lot of people globally. But what I also love really more than anything is like my YouTube audience because that's my free platform. That's where I did P with Joe. That's where I share like free workouts. And the latest program I've just released is called First Steps to Fitness. It's 15 minute workouts designed for real beginners, ultimate beginners, like with no confidence, completely sedentary. And I get such a buzz when I post those videos and it's not a big money maker. It's not a massive commercial thing, but I get such a vibe and a buzz when I see that I've got like 100,000 views and I've got people that are really enjoying those workouts. So although I do like have a business behind what I do, all of what I do is driven by a purpose, which is to help others and to make it accessible to everybody. And that's why I still to this day put regular videos on my YouTube channel and, and still share content on there. Since the very start of your career, you've always struck me as incredibly astute as regards your use of social media, be it Instagram or YouTube or whatever. Now, full disclosure, I have to admit I have a love-hate relationship with social media because, let's be honest, at times it can be very toxic. But to give you your dues, and I'm not just saying this, you have been a force for good on social media really from, from day one, 10 years ago when you started out. What was it about social media that hooked you so early on? Well, I was working as a personal trainer and running kind of boot camps locally in, in sort of Surrey and I loved it and I really enjoyed helping people and I enjoyed seeing people get fitter and stronger and I love seeing people get, you know, their, their mental health improved. But I always had this feeling of like, I'm not reaching enough people. Like 
I want to reach more people. And that's, that's when I saw a shift in, in terms of online trainers creating meal plans and workouts and things. And I saw this opportunity to like, just start sharing videos. It was never really the intention to kind of build a brand and, you know, have an audience to make money from. It's really just, I just love sharing. So it started out with the free recipes on Instagram and free workouts on YouTube and just tweeting on Twitter. And um, I realized I had this ability to connect and I loved it. I loved the impact that it had. I remember being, you know, at home and I'd post a recipe at say two o'clock in the afternoon. And I know that people would be on the train watching on the way home. They'd go to the store, they'd grab the ingredients, they'd come home and cook that recipe and tag me in it. And I, I got a real buzz off that, the impact it was having. So I think once I realized that, I just went all in. I just shared more recipes, more workouts, started to inspire people wherever I could. And yeah, I think I've used it in a real positive way. Obviously, there are downsides to social media and even being on the phone all day and having that addiction to the device is unhealthy. But if consuming like positive content that's actually creating a positive impact on you, whether it's to move or to cook or to do something good for yourself, then yeah, I think it can be really useful and powerful in that respect. I'm actually really glad you mentioned the boot camp there at the start of your career. I always remember you did an interview a few years ago where you looked back at the beginning of your career and spoke about your posting flyers about your boot camps in your local park. Alas, very few, if any people, turned up at all at the time. And I always wanted to ask you about your resilience at that time that saw you through that very difficult first stage of your career. How did you cope with that? Yeah, that was very common for me to, you know, turn up at the boot camp and I thought, you know, there's going to be 10, 15 people here today and I'd set all the equipment up because in my head I thought, yeah, they're coming. I'd put the stations out, I'd have like a cone for each station and I'd have, a, you know, all the kit out, the kettlebells and the, the TRX and stuff. And it just just never always happened. Like sometimes there'd be nobody there or sometimes it'd be just my mum or my brother would come and you know, support me and stuff. And I, I always... I felt sad in the moment, like thinking, oh, no one's here, like what am I doing? But I never felt like giving up. I knew the only option I had was to go and do some social media or go marketing, go flyering and get to know people in the community. Because if I didn't, the boot camp would have folded. I would have gone and worked for a gym and been, you know, on £10 an hour for, for, for years to come. And I just thought, I want to do more. I want to build a business. I want to have my own company. I want to be able to work for myself. And so I would just never give up. And I just had this voice in my head that said, just keep turning up keep keep promoting the, the boot camp keep like you know even if it's difficult get out there in the rain when it's cold when it's wet let people know you've got this boot camp so when summer comes around and there's a there's an outdoor you know nice bit of sunshine people will remember your boot camp and they'll come along and try it so i kind of applied that message um i applied that mentality to even everything youtube instagram no one was there at the start, but you keep building and it grows. Well, we're at the opposite end of the spectrum now as far as your career is concerned. Those poorly attended boot camps, a, a distant memory. I listed some of those incredible statistics of yours at the outset, but what I'm really interested in finding out from you is, are you ever overwhelmed by your success? Recently, since the pandemic, you've moved more so into the mental health space and I suppose now people are looking to you for guidance, not just for their physical fitness, but also for their mental well-being. Are you ever overwhelmed by all of that? So I'm not sure if you saw, but I recently did a documentary on BBC One around yeah. mental health. And that was a really intense time because I was filming the documentary. I was sharing about mental health. I was putting a lot out on social media and a lot of, lot of messages were coming in. And it was overwhelming in the sense that people were trying to reach out for help. And I wasn't qualified. You know, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a therapist. So it was very difficult. But I've learned to kind of listen and give people advice where I can and drive them in the right direction to get the right support and services. But yeah, I'm definitely in a more positive place now. During that time, it was quite intense and it felt very overwhelming at that time. But I think now what's happened is 
I've got boundaries now. Like I'm not on the phone all day long, every day. I don't have this sense of guilt if I haven't replied to everybody. And I think it just took me a while to get to that point because it was all or nothing for me. I was like, I've got to do every message or it's not going to be good enough. And, you know, I can't be like doing it every day. It's not good for my mental health. And so, yeah, I'm in a better relationship with my phone. And obviously my, my life's improved because now I'm with my kids and family more. I'm with my wife and we're, we're really connecting. And I still do a lot of time on social media. I still do a lot of DMs and spend time doing it, but nowhere near as much as that. I was doing seven or eight hours a day back then. A while back, I heard you talking with Stephen Bartlett on his podcast, Diary of a CEO, about the beginning of the pandemic. And literally within weeks, you had achieved this extraordinary feat of broadcasting to literally millions of people day in, day out through your now famous PE with Joe series. I'd heard you say that you were incredibly proud of the impact that that series had and that all of your ambitions had been realised, but paradoxically, you felt really low after it. I think there was definitely a bit of a come down after it finished. Like when P.E. with Joe ended, I had this sense of like, wow, what next? Because that was such a moment where I felt my true purpose was alive. I felt like I was living, you know, my ambition to reach people, like it was there. I was living my dream. I dreamed of that. I dreamed of getting kids moving. So I definitely, I didn't suffer with like mental health as in like, depressed but I felt flat and a bit low and I had to reconnect with my drive my purpose which is literally like getting back to shooting content sharing videos getting people to you know respond and comment and I, I read the dms and that that kind of keeps me back on track but yeah it was definitely um a bit of a low point because it was just a euphoric experience it was such a high highlight of my career and I'll always remember that it was the proudest thing I've ever done you know I'll never do anything with more impact than that you know in my whole lifetime never so Joe what's the plan now for you moving forward are you going to maintain your core focus on physical fitness but add some discussion in the area of mental health too yeah I think I've started doing some more content around um, mental health and I'm speaking to experts on on sleep on phone addiction on you know on how to do anxiety and stress and depression so I'm just trying to use my platform and my channels to sort of amplify their message. If, if I've got someone that's really smart and really intelligent on the subject, I just think, right, look, you've got a great message. Let's talk about it. So yeah, things like videos on YouTube, on Instagram, um, Instagram lives, and also podcasts and like guest blogs and things. I think it's important because physical exercise is one thing that's, that's obviously very important, but the mental challenge of motivation and actually discipline and sticking with things, it's really tough to change habits. So I think, yeah, I'm trying to share a bit of that. And I think I'm never going to be like all or nothing. I think as a, the, the mind and body are so connected that it will just be like physical fitness and mental fitness as well. So yeah, it's something I'm more confident about talking about and I do really want to lean into it a bit. Before we started the interview, we were talking about cold water therapy and ice water baths. How are you finding those ice baths? I have to say, I've never actually tried an ice bath. I did read about Wim Hof there about five years ago and started taking daily cold showers. Not quite the same thing, but I still have to talk myself into getting under that cold water. It's not easy, but once I've done it, I'm really glad that I've done it. Yeah, I love it. I started to have a cold shower and I'll be honest, the guys who got me first into it properly were like, you know, the happy pair boys in Greystones. I went down to Dublin and went to Greystones and met them and did a seed dip in the RSC and I just loved it. I loved the feeling it gave me. So that kind of sent me on a quest to kind of want to do it more and a bit colder and a bit, you know, a bit more regular. So that's when I invested in the ice machine and all that. And I've got that in the back garden. But I feel like a sense of energy and alertness and like it, it kind of dissolves stress in my mind a little bit and gets me focused and present, real alive and present because nothing snaps you into like reality than being freezing, freezing cold. So it's really positive. Yeah. I've actually just been around Russell Brands this morning. Um, He's got an amazing ice machine that's like 
a big chest freezer with ice that comes up from the bottom and it just it's so cold it was 0.3 degrees so that's um that's something that yeah i really find quite meditative almost because i can't focus on anything but my breathing it really is good for my mind i think so tell me then about this world record that you're looking to break in london is it next week yeah so i'm trying to break a bit of a weird one but i'm trying to break my own world record which is the world's largest outdoor hit session i did it in hyde park four years ago and we had 3,800 people attend, which is epic. It was amazing to see. Um, and we're trying to break that this year. It's been a bit tough with the tickets. I'm not sure. Been a fitness events are struggling at the moment a little bit. Um, but we're getting there. We're trying to build up the numbers. I've got another few days to kind of get a few more tickets out the door. But either way, if we're there or not, and we break a world record, we're going to have a great evening. It's all about community. It's about bringing people together, you know, young, old, different ages, different fitness levels. So like, just come together and have a great workout in the park. Um, in, in London Hyde Park. Yeah, it's on Wednesday, the um, 29th of June. Joe, before I let you go, what advice would you have for people who are listening now who are struggling to kickstart either their fitness regime or to simply tackle any of their life goals? Yeah, the most important thing about, you know, any kind of goal and goal setting is that you break it down into small, like manageable daily wins, right? Sometimes the thought of losing lots of weight or, or being from sedentary to getting super fit, like it's so overwhelming that it almost prevents you from starting, right? So I always say, start small, like just break things down. It could be one little daily win. It could be going to bed one hour earlier. It could be cooking one healthy breakfast or doing like one workout. You could, you could have one of those in a day and you're going to feel good. I think these little decisions compound and over the space of like a month, there's days you're going to not be in the mood for it. You're not going to have the motivation to start. But the truth is when you just do the smallest of things, whether it's a walk or you cook a recipe or do a home workout, like the, the energy and the motivation that you seek is at the end of it. So just remember that, tap into that. And, you know, when things get tough, whether it's with fitness, whether it's with launching a business or anything, like don't go up at the first hurdle. Like, you know, just keep coming back, keep turning up, keep putting in the work. Anyone that's been successful in life or achieved anything is because they've worked hard. They've put in the work, they've put in the hours. And, and once you see that and you start putting in a little bit of effort every day, it really adds up and you will get the transformation or you'll get the company or the business that you want because you've not given up and you believed in yourself. Joe, I have to say, I really appreciate your time. It was an absolute pleasure to talk with you today. Yours was one of the names that was first on my list of people to interview when I first started doing this podcast two years ago. So thank you so much for making the time for me today. Really appreciate it. My pleasure, mate. Well, thanks for reaching out. And um, yeah, keep spreading the message, you know, keep spreading the message around mental health, around self-confidence, self-belief. It's so important. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm really honored to be a guest. I wish you the best of luck with the rest of the uh, podcast series. Thanks, mate. Take care. 